What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Welcome, 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 everyone. I am not Karen Leslie, but I have the honor and the privilege of bringing her to you for the very first time on her own show. Karen Leslie, welcome to your show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. No, thanks for inviting me. You're so welcome. Oh my gosh, if you're just joining us, Karen Leslie is an amazing, amazing woman. I'm going to tell you all about her. But what I want to tell you right now is this is her very first kickoff show to her brand new Becoming a Global Authority in the whole world around cultivating kindness with Karen. And this is going to be, I just, you know, in conversations with you, Karen, talking about what it is you want to bring to the world and what it is that you want to highlight. I'm excited for not only you, but for all of our listeners, because this is something that every single person absolutely could have more of. And uh, I'm ready for more. And I really hope all of our listeners are ready for more as well. So, Let's jump right in. I'm going to give you the official um, Karen Leslie bio, and then we're going to jump in and we're going to have fun. So Karen Leslie is an educator and an expert healer who has been facilitating energy with others for over 25 years. Her life of depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts has had her on an interesting and at times turbulent path to where she is today. Kindness was definitely missing in Karen's life. Karen was always kind and compassionate to others. However, she was not showing kindness to herself. Today, Karen knows that kindness towards others was actually a way of avoiding her own wounds and sadness. These choices created a life of people-pleasing, keeping the peace and avoiding conflict, especially if it involved having to say no to someone else. Karen knows now that everything we do to help ourselves from the neck up will help everything from the neck down. I love that. Karen now lives each day with enthusiasm, excitement, and an openness to new adventures and a great deal of kindness towards everyone, most especially herself. Now you can connect with Karen on her website, karenlesley.ca. That's K-A-R-E-N-L-E-S-L-I-E. Ca. And of course, you can connect with her anywhere you w- you're listening to podcasts, your favorite podcast platform, or your TV platform with her show, Cultivating Kindness with Karen. I'm very excited. I have so many questions that just popped into my head, Karen, and I'm excited to, to really get to know you on a deeper level. So I'm going to tell people a little bit of a background and um, One of the things that I do when I interview our hosts on their debut launch show is I don't ask them any questions prior and I don't tell them uh, what I'm going to ask them because I allow what what really wants to be highlighted to come through. 
And what I really would love to share, first of all, is how you and I met. So you and I met through a healing modality. And at the time, which you just informed me before we, when we were in the green room, you said that I met you, I think it was probably six months prior to when I thought I I met you for the first time. And you said that that was the old Karen. What can you explain what that old Karen was? Because I didn't remember you. That's what happened to me all the time. My preference was to be in the background. Didn't want to be center of attention. Wanted just to fit in. So I was a great chameleon. So sitting here today, like, oh my goodness, what a change. And it was normal for people to say to me, oh, it's nice to meet you. And I think, well, yes, it's nice to meet you. And I'm thinking, well, we've already met twice. <laughs> but nobody remembered me because I just wanted to be invisible. I just wanted to be nice and in the background and just kind of doing my own thing. So I literally went to a table and registered with you. I spoke to you after because we were together three days. <laughs> I spoke to you afterwards and asked you about your coaching um, so something you said at the beginning you said that used to happen to me all the time and I'm going to challenge you based on what I know of you today you created that oh 100% I it was um a safety um bubble to be in because prior to to that other times when I had tried to step out and step forward or take a role in leadership I was always getting burned And so the more often I did that, the more I thought, okay, I'm not doing this again. And at one point I remember making a vow to myself, like never again, number two, that's fine. I will help whoever, but I will not take lead on anything ever again. And so that just made me be even more committed to not being seen. And so we will loop this all into kindness. What did the not being seen initially you thought it was good? You yeah. were, you were safe, you felt safe and comfortable, but what did it actually begin to create in your world? Oh, so much. It created um, a smaller world because everywhere I went, I felt less invited to be there, even if I was actually invited because I just wouldn't allow myself to show up. So I would speak to fewer people each time I would Um, engage in conversation especially if it was a group we're in a big circle we're at some kind of meeting or something like that I would say almost nothing and I would seek out one or two people that I would know that I would talk to but I almost never went to speak to someone I didn't know so my world just got smaller and smaller and as a result of your world getting smaller how did that impact you um like on a personal level, with your body, with your bank account, with your bit, were you in your own business at this time as well? No, no way. Well, I shouldn't say no way. I had, I was doing my energy training and I did have some clients, but they were, they were friends. And to be honest, I would look at it more as a hobby, even though at times I was, you know, doing a lot of work, I never would allow myself to look at it as having a business because that then meant I had to take a leadership. That meant I had to actually step forward and do something. And yeah, so no. Um, So didn't have a business. Um, Financially, things for our family, nope, not great. I wasn't really ready to receive anything. Um, The suicidal thoughts mounted. They got stronger and stronger. I really kind of thought I had a handle on things, but um, 
you know, around 1997 and then through for the next number of years, it was really intense. It was really bad. And so I, um, yeah, it just, it escalated everything I didn't want to have, to be perfectly honest. And I didn't see that when I was in the middle of it, but I can see it now. Right. So you, it's an interesting dichotomy that you kept wanting to be hidden. And yet the more that you were hidden, there was some level of dissatisfaction and frustration Uh, And we're going to get into the conversation about your suicide, but do you think that, do you know, because I don't know, do you know that the suicide was actually rearing its ugly head because you were not being who you were to be and this playing small was actually playing into that lie? Yeah, everything in me says yes. (laughs) That is so true and so accurate. At the time, no, I really didn't have any awareness of that. I wouldn't allow myself to look that deep back then. So when I was doing all my energy work, I was strongly, strongly criticized by those that I had um, as uh, teachers, instructors, masters, that I was so closed off and wasn't allowing myself to receive. And I was made so wrong. And then people would say, well, you can't do energy work because, you know, you're so closed off and all these things. I even had a brain scan done by some technique that said, you can't, you can't do the things you do. And I'm going, well, yeah, but I'm doing them. When they say, well, you shouldn't be intuitive. You shouldn't be able to do energy work. You shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. And this was just all the crap I had around me trying to protect me. But it, I was still able, and I think that was my, my deep desire to be kind that pushed through and allowed me to be able to do the energy work and to be there for others, even though I, I wasn't able to really be there for myself. So your over-the-top desire to be kind had you allowed you to, to do energy work for others while you held yourself hostage in this BS of hiding. <laughs> 100%. I'm so clever. Wow. You know, and we've, Karen and I, we've known each other for years now. Karen um, was actually part of my team a few years ago. Karen is one of my healers that I work with. And um, she's actually been a, a fabulous supporter of the network here. But we've never had this in-depth conversation about this dance that you've, you've, you've been on for a while. So I'm having fun. I, I'm, I'm really loving how we're kind of unpacking this. I think it's important for people to understand the foundational depth of where you were. And, and okay. we're going to talk about the suicide piece because, yes, that's important. But I think that there's so much more in there as well for people to understand where you're, you know, how we play games with ourselves, and yet your desire for kindness and your capacity to heal could not be made small. Like it was coming through no matter what, no matter how hard I tried. (laughs) And then I love, I love how, I love how your desire for kindness for others, how that was like, that's not going to not come through, but but you in itself were were so not utilizing that for yourself that it was it was it must have been or was it a real mixed up mind that you had going on around kindness 
Because you weren't feeling kindness, were you? I could feel kindness for those that I was working with. Yeah, absolutely. For yourself, were you receiving kindness from you or from other people? I would receive a little bit from others, like just not a ton. I would receive most from my husband and my three sons, like that I allowed to come through more, not a ton, not as much as today, but that was okay to a point. And the rest of the world, no, it was just dribs and drabs. It was almost like if I received too much kindness from other people, then that meant that I was going to have to step up more and I wasn't prepared to do it. I had it at a level that I was comfortable with. Now, comfortable doesn't mean it's a good thing, but I had things at a level that I was familiar with. And it was really from when I was a, a, a young child, you know, to to not be seen when my parents would entertain because they did a lot of it. My dad was um, very high up in a corporation. I served. I passed drinks. I passed hors d'oeuvres. I did all these things to keep busy, to look like I'm being very kind and helpful. And then I also don't have to talk to anybody. Mm. I'm busy. So we're going to go to break in just a a minute or two. Uh, I want to ask you, can you share the story of when you were actually in, in the womb? Oh, yes. It was one of my healing modalities that I was learning. and. We had to go, I, I just went into the womb and it was, you know, for core wound healing was the idea. And I heard my mom's voice and she just said, this better be a boy and it better be healthy. And I remember in that modality sitting there and being that teeny tiny little person and thinking, oh no, that's not me. And that just started everything from there. And then I didn't arrive healthy at almost three months of age. Uh, I almost died. And I I really think it was because I realized like, okay, these people aren't too thrilled with who they've got here. And don't get me wrong. I know my parents loved me. Well, my dad's still alive, still does. But I never felt that I was correct. I didn't, I never felt like I was what they wanted to have. And that, so. So why did your mother hope that you were a boy oh it was drilled into her that they had to have a son to carry on the you know my maiden name which is Penrose they had to carry on the Penrose name and so seven years later they did have a boy so that you know so so that actually put me even more on the back burner because now they were really really happy they had a boy so so was your father also unhappy that you were a girl yeah yeah, no, a, a boy was really important. They were very, um, I don't know, the only word that's coming is a very old school. Like it was so important to my grandmother, the matriarch, that the name be carried on. And it was just, yeah, it was constant, constant. My brother went through constant years and years and years of when you're going to get married, when are you going to have a son? You know, you got to carry on the name. Meanwhile, I'm just kind of sitting there. Hi, I'm at dinner too. <laughs> so so the 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 whole theme around kindness, good or bad, received or unreceived, gifting or not gifting, was has been part of your entire existence. Yes. Yeah. I I would agree. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, at this point, I, I, I'm really going to say this. I don't know anybody that's more of an authority on the world of kindness and not necessarily just giving, uh, <laughs> but understanding the importance of receiving and allowing yourself to receive it even from you. Um, you've had quite the story and we're, we're jumping over years of, of experiences uh, to have this conversation today. But I, I, I really do hope that we've kind of set the base um, I've got a lot more questions for you. We do have to pay some commercial. <laughs> we have to go to commercial and pay some bills. Um, so you do not want to miss the rest of this conversation for sure, my friends. You are listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, our wonderful new host, Karen Leslie here. And I'm the, uh, I'm the owner of Inspired Choices Network, Christine McIver. Uh, after this break, we're going to come back and learn more about Karen Leslie and what this show is going to be bringing and contributing to the world. Stick with us. We'll be right back. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, my gosh. What a fabulous conversation. And and one of our participants in the chat room said not enough time in an hour. It's so, so true. This is going to go so quickly. But and it's important that we really we really understand this because the power and the potency of this show is going to be really incredible. And it was something that you had said the other day, Karen, was, yeah, it might sound like a cutesy title, Cultivating mm -hmm. Kindness with Karen, but it's not going to always be that cutesy energy. So I really, really love that. So the, 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 the show today, the description is being the energy of kindness can definitely be a journey for many people. And we're, we're talking here today with Karen Leslie, the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, about her journey to where she is today and allowing kindness into her life. So Karen, you've gone along, your, your, your beginning in your life was not kind. Um, you started to create an interesting journey in your life with coming to this family that wanted a boy. 
and you were not that. You no. tried to leave at three months. You didn't succeed. Um, move forward in your life. You're being ignored. Am I correct? In your family somewhat? Yeah, definitely. And you you are married. You have three wonderful boys. Mm-hmm. And you're doing these modalities. You shouldn't be able to do them. It doesn't make any sense. You're a potent woman, though. You're gonna, you're doing them without anybody being able to understand the why. And you're not happy. And you find yourself at a place where you don't want to stay in your body. Is that correct? It, numerous times, not just that time. Can you talk to us about that? Can you talk to us about what was going on and, and why you were there? Um, to some, to wrap it up, I'm not even sure to know how, because there was different triggers every time. Um, but just the gist of it would be that I was of no value. And especially with my sons, I felt that I was more harmful than I was helpful. I just thought that I wasn't able to do things the way it needed to be done. I couldn't be the person that I felt others needed, whether it was my sons or my it just didn't matter if it was somebody else, Don, you know, my husband, I just thought I can't be this person that I know that they require. So why am I still here? Like this makes no sense. I'm creating more harm than I am good in the world. And when you want to be coming from a place of being kind to others and you think that you're causing them harm, that bottoms you out really fast. I'm sure. Can you give us an example of what you were thinking? And I know you weren't in the right mindset per se but what did you think that you were doing that was harmful to them I couldn't be the advocate for them that I wanted to be because I wouldn't let myself out into the world (sighs) like I I saw who they were I I had insight as to who everybody was going to be I had a, a sense of challenges down the road and there was nothing I felt I could do so you felt leaving would create more space and ease in their world? I really believe that. I did. I believed that, you know, that Don would be able to find somebody that could love him how I felt he should be loved. Because I did. I also don't understand love the same, the same way as others. I keep, I've told this to many people. Um, and I thought, so if he had a better partner, a better you know, wife, a better person to be for a mom for for his three boys, that they would be much better off. And he is an awesome dad. Like he's a fantastic dad. So I thought he can look after them. Like they don't need me, you know. And I didn't have a super relationship with my mom. So back then I didn't have any concept as to how they may grieve if I left. I just thought, no, Don can take care of it. He's good. He's got this. So you you not only didn't see your value, but you felt that every that everybody else could do everything better than you. Yeah, that's that's just from my upbringing. I was always told that I could do things better or I wasn't doing things well. Or like when I was young and I wanted to take gymnastics, I was told, no, you're too old. You'll never be able to get on a, a provincial or a national team. So no, so I didn't even get to go to like a tumbling class or just something to have fun. Because (laughs) you weren't going to make it to the Olympics. You couldn't even go have a fun class. Yep. Oh, Lord. God, I'm so glad you moved past that. So (laughs) 
let's come forward to like let's talk about the last five or ten years what what started to change because obviously we've had change in your world when did it start changing like and how did it start changing it changed when we moved, like we moved to Kitchener, Ontario. Well, we moved actually into Waterloo, but we moved into this region because Don got a new job and he had been commuting and it was just way too much for him. Um, so I actually asked for a divorce um, because I wanted to exit the family and, and then leave the planet. Don's a very stubborn man when it comes to me. So I, we didn't get the divorce. I agreed to move to the new community with him to get him settled in his new job, help him make a couple of friends. And then I was going to leave again. Then, And I was actually planning at that point. So this went on for two years while we were up here. It was really constant for two years. And every time I was getting really close, like I would just be crying constantly when nobody was home um, or during the night, um, one of my boys would have trouble. There would be something significant happen in their life, whether it be, you know, physical or emotional. And I would I would step up to help them and think, OK, I'll just get them OK and then I'll go. And then I was introduced to um, a couple of other modalities that. They kind of got in a little bit, they at least started me thinking differently. And that was the huge help. And so allowing myself to look at these thoughts from a different perspective for the first time cracked open the door. And then I started to actually have a business up here um, just to help with supporting the family. Where were you? Where were you coming from when you keep saying up here? Oh, sorry. We're in Oakville, Ontario, down by Lake Ontario. Okay. Okay. You're you're making it sound like you were like, you know, down in the, in Mexico and up here. So I was (laughs) No, I miss the lake. We're far away. I, I feel like I've traveled that far. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so so you you're in you're in the Waterloo region. You're you're starting to see things from a different perspective. So that's yeah. slowly starting. So how long ago was that? How many years ago was that, do you think? I would say seven that it was starting. Five for sure that things were really changing dynamically for me. And when did you when did you feel like, okay, I'm ready to step out and be seen and be heard? Okay, two very different questions. To be okay. seen was when I turned 60 and I threw myself a birthday party because that was the first birthday that wasn't a failure with still being on the planet. So that was being seen and it was, it was fantastic. We had a wonderful time. My son's band played. It was great. Being heard. Probably when COVID started and everything shifted to online and I had to find a different way of doing my business. And so I needed to step up and use my voice in a different way. So that would have just been just less than three years ago. Wow. And now you have your own show. And now I have my own show. Yes. I I really, I want to say that because the persistence of your desire to, to be happy and, and move forward in your life 
it was it, it it's like it was under there all the time Karen even when you were planning to leave and it it's just it's fascinating when we continue to make a choice like yes I understand that your boys would have some kind of crisis that you said okay I'm gonna stay but I believe that you had some hand in in that creation to keep you here as well absolutely well Don and I married agreeing no kids he always wanted children and I was like nope not doing that <laughs> and you have three and we have three and it was all by choice like I changed my mind to have children and it was a hundred percent me that said no you know what I would like to have a baby and I had said for years that you know I was given these three children as a way to keep me on the planet Wow. So let's fast forward to your relationship with your children today, because you didn't think that you could be that mother for them that they needed. Can you talk about your relationship, like on a surface level, you don't need to go into details, but can you talk about your relationship with your sons today? Yeah, I think it's great. You might have to ask them. (laughs) But no, I have a really good relationship with all three of my boys. Um, I think I have also a good relationship with their partners as well. And it's um, it's nothing like I would have imagined. Nothing. Other than I always knew I would be very openly accepting of who, whomever they chose to be. Right. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I feel so blessed. Like, I just can't get over how things have turned out, to be perfectly honest. And what's your relationship with you today as a mother? You know, I think she's pretty cool. (laughs) I am. I'm able to be a person I didn't know consciously didn't know was inside me. The. The ease, to be honest, the ease with it, like just doing things and being there and kind of, you know, learning that, yeah, I have intuition and, um, and following guidance and things. Like it's, it's really great. <laughs> I have to admit. That's, uh, I'm so happy to hear that. And I love, I love understanding this on a deeper level. And I think that for everyone knowing that who, do, who, like, who doesn't know someone that has felt some degree of what you've experienced in your life. Yeah. And, and I think that this sets the foundation for what people can understand why this topic is so important to you and why you are an expert in this area now. And, and I think that's, that's very important for us to lay that foundation. And Christine, one of the things you just said about, you know, like who doesn't know somebody, right? When I started to realize how, how prevalent feeling like this was, how common it was for people to have suicidal thoughts. Um, and that that actually took me backwards for a while because I thought, okay, I have nothing to offer. There's nothing unique in this. This is very common. So I can't figure out how I can help. So it actually took me backwards when I saw just how widespread this way of thinking is. And, and can you quantify how widespread it is? I don't have a number, but my my instincts say that it's in every house that that exists. Wow. 
Okay, we are up to our second break already. Oh my goodness. When we get back, we're going to now start to dive into this show, um, the show Cultivating Kindness with Karen that you're going to be creating as we go forward each week. Um, of course, please reach out to Karen. You can contact Karen through her website, karenlesley.ca, or you can email her karen at karenlesley.ca. Of course, you can find her across all social media platforms. Karen is everywhere. And she's going to be getting around even more. On, she's going to be on 300 smart TVs. She's going to be on 80 podcast platforms. And all of her content will be in YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So here, there's your there's your commercials for, for finding Karen. <laughs> Thanks. I'm feeling tired. <laughs> Okay, everybody stick around. We've got more to share. We've got more to ask Karen. Please join us in the chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com forward slash chat room. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to see them in there. We'll talk to you right after this break. You're listening to Karen Leslie on Cultivating Kindness with Karen and myself, Christine McIver. We'll be here. Come back. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. All right. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you for joining. If you're just joining, we've been talking with Karen Leslie and learning about why this topic is important to her and we first went back and really started asking. I dove into some deep questions to really, <laughs> really get to the root of all of this. And um, you definitely want to go back and listen to the first two segments. So let's jump into, we kind of know a bit of the why, but I'd like to know deeper the why. Why is this the title of this show? What is it that you are looking to bring to the world on a, on a more specific level than just bringing kindness. Okay, so in a nutshell, when I saw just how much I had become people pleaser extraordinaire, right? doing things for others, have, being nice, doing like, you know, 
what, what can I do to help <laughs> so I could stay in the background? I realized just how much people pleasing was leading every single day of my life. And when I started to recognize more about myself and what, how I'd been hiding, then I saw patterns. And in watching people, I'm continuing to see these patterns in other people, the importance of being a people pleaser, the importance of avoiding conflict, huge for me as well. Um, the importance of just showing up in a way that people would like you or expected you to show up. And so when we follow that way of living, it actually harms us in the long run. So I would really want to help people understand that in a, in a sentence, no is a complete sentence. And how we can say no to others and yes to ourselves from that space of kindness. So does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I want you to say, what's what's a complete sentence? No. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I said that to someone um, I was coaching the other day. And she looked at me and her eyes were like, oh my gosh, people do not feel, no, let me rephrase that. People feel that they have to give reason and justification why they're choosing for themselves. And, yeah. and oftentimes what I've seen is people don't feel comfortable saying no, like no isn't good enough. I would agree. And then every time you, if you are going to say no, and then you go, you go into justifying it, then you just open a doorway for somebody else to still get their way. Yeah, and don't you also find, Karen, that when somebody goes into explaining and, and justifying, there's a part within them that they still don't believe that they're entitled to say no. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's pervasive. So this people-pleasing, constantly worrying about everyone else, what is that doing, Karen, to our mental and physical health? Exhausting it on every level. I mean, the amount of stress. Well, for me, I practice having a conversation with somebody before I pick up a phone or before I walk in their door. And I know I'm not alone in doing that. It's like, okay, how am I going to say this so that it can be accepted or not be met with a lot of resistance? So you're going to well, A, you're reinforcing those negative, or I shouldn't say negative, but you're reinforcing neural pathways with thoughts that you really don't wish to be having. Okay, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And then you're putting stress on the cells in your body. You're draining your adrenals. You're messing up your hormones, like everywhere from the, the hair on the top of your head to the bottom of your foot is affected when we behave in this way. And how did you come to learn this? Was it just through your personal experience or was it also through the modalities that you've been trained in? That personally, modalities, books that I read, podcasts I listen to. I never read a book for pleasure. People will give me a bad time. about it. Like I don't read, uh, I don't know, a mystery or a romance novel. I'm always reading uh, books about anything that interests me from my line of work. So I do. Yeah, I do a lot of research. Right. Well, those books are pleasurable to you because they, I love them. I know. I, I only read business books, too, for the most part. 
Um, so, so tell me, let's talk about some of the modalities that you have been trained in. I'd love to. Sure. Hear I mean, I started with a course that was offered by my church years and years and years ago. Um, then I went into Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. Um, but to be very honest, I really don't use Reiki at all anymore. Um, and I'll just mention like the big modalities I use. I mean, I don't know how many courses I've taken. It's got to be 80 to 100. Hmm. Um, integrated energy therapy was a huge turning point for me. Um, Reiki actually made me feel a little bit more insecure. It didn't help me a lot, but it did give me insight that energy work can assist with um, helping mental emotional difficulties. It didn't hold for me, but it did help me. And then integrated energy therapy, I fell in love with it because it was working with nine different healing angels. And I, I love working with spirit. I love working with angels. Um, and that one really brought to my attention how the body holds on to emotions in different organs and joints and different areas of your body. So that really started me looking from a cellular perspective as to what it could do, as well as just that amazing hug you get from the angels when you bring them in. And I was doing a lot with uh, Access Consciousness, the bars for a while. Um, I don't work with that company any longer. But they did bring me the concept of, okay, maybe what I'm thinking actually are thoughts I'm picking up from, from others. And I had no idea how intuitive I was. Like I, you know, I'd hear the word empath and I would like, yeah, okay. But I really didn't understand it. And so that brought to me a whole new level of understanding that a lot of the stuff going on in my head is picked up from other people because I'm so sensitive. Mm -hmm. And then a vast majority of it as well is just programming from what I'd been lear learning or told by others that I bought as real and true because I turned over authority to other people at the drop of a hat. If I felt you knew more than me, that's it. I gave you my full attention and you had um, my full following. That's so. When and then now I work a ton with light keys in the light key wellness system and the frequencies are really high and profound, really, as to how well they work and the changes that they can bring about. And Light Key Wellness System is all about kindness. And it brought me that word. And I started to look at this word kindness from a different perspective. And it, so it was very instrumental in changing that for me, too and allowing me to receive more kindness. There's so much I want to ask you. Oh my goodness. Can you give us a little bit more understanding of integrated energy therapy? I know it may sound very easy for anybody else, but there may be, I'm just getting a hit that we need to have a little bit more context. Okay. So when I work with in that modality, I call in nine different angels and each angel has their own healing gift that they wish to give to each person when they come in to work with them. So for example, we, I'm not going to go through all their names or anything, but for the heart just as an easy one. So when the energy comes in, it's to help to heal heartbreak, abandonment, betrayal, uh, grief, perhaps as well. 
And it, we lift out very gently all the energies that the body is comfortable to, to leave. There's no force with it. And then as that comes out, the angels then bring in a corresponding energy and put it in place so that there's never a void. The body doesn't like a void. It will then just bring any energy in to fill that space. So in the heart's case, we bring in love. And that comfort, that soothing, then assists the body, stays in the cellular memory and the cells of the body as this person helps to heal from the abandonment or the trauma that's caused these difficulties in the heart area for them. It's also amazing at helping people to see their soul mission, their their life path or what it is they're here to do, however you want to word that. This modality is phenomenal at clearing out some of the debris so that you can have a better sense as to who you are. Because when we pull out all of that stuff that's in the way, if you're willing to look, you can start to see who you are. Sounds like a, an energetic house cleaner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they joke when we get attuned for it. That years and years ago, so some people may not remember this, but there was a product called Endust. No, I don't remember that one. Oh, I got ears on you. So there we go. (laughs) But you would spray it and then you'd wipe your cloth and it would just pick up all of the dust on your table, like like a magnet. So they claim that we've got end dust on our hands. So when I touch somebody and I pull my arms away, that I'm actually gently removing all of the energies that the body's ready to let go of. And you're doing this work um, like it's distant work. You don't need to be in person. That's correct. Yep. I, I've had clients that have been in Israel and Australia. So yeah, you can be anywhere and it's great. And we just had a question in the chat room, that very question. Oh my gosh. Karen, we're up to our third break. Wow. <laughs> How did that happen? Um, I do want to ask you about the, um, so we talked about the energetic, oh my gosh, integrated energetic therapy work. And then you have another, um, the light keys. I want to talk about that when we come back from break. I also want to talk about, and I'm saying this now so I don't forget it. And so that the listeners know what we're going to talk about. I also want to talk about what we can expect in the shows to come. Okay. Uh, Okay. So you are listening to Karen Leslie here on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. I'm Christine McIver. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Do not leave your seat. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. 
Oh boy. Okay. We have got a lot to cover. We got a lot of ground to cover. We don't have that much time. So we're going to have to talk a little bit faster. So Karen, when, when we um, were in our last segment, we were talking about the different modalities and the two that you are most currently using, and I'm sure you access all the ones you've ever taken before, but the most current, we talked about the integrated energy therapy. And these two that we're talking about right now can be done both in person and distance, correct? That's correct. Yes. And when you're doing it distant, you don't have to be on Zoom with someone. You don't have to actually be talking to them. You can do all of this as they are sleeping or resting or working, right? Doing anything. Yeah, for most of it. There's a couple of things I do where it is more beneficial if the person is actually like present. So for clients that way, we'll I'll just send a text and say, yeah, okay, I'm starting in 10 minutes and cool, you know, and, and if there's any instructions, give them to them. And then I say, okay, starting. Then I write back and say, finished. Well, when Karen's working for me, she usually says, okay, MacIver, sit still. That's what she usually says. No, she doesn't. She never stops. <laughs> I know you won't listen, so why bother? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. She, see, she can give as good as she can get. <laughs> okay. So tell us about the, um, Oh my gosh. The name light is keys. The light keys. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I can see it, but I can't see it. <laughs> yes. Tell us about light keys, please. Light keys. I learned from a friend um, in Israel when COVID first started and it was a process that was originally designed to be in person, but very quickly took off to be a distance modality. Uh, Neela, who she's affectionately called her normal Rajud, channeled all of the processes and it's a vast body of knowledge. So it's tremendous in, in mental and emotional help. It gets just, it's really great at getting to what's underneath what you think you're, you're aware of. And when we can get underneath it, we can pull out the blocks and help you with changing points of view and changing the physical body so quickly. Um, I love doing attunements and blessings also, which is another aspect in Light Key's work. And an attunement is just like a very potent energy transmission that I send to somebody. That's one of the times where it may be more beneficial for the person to be present instead of sleeping. Um, and then Joyous Body Protocol is probably the most celebrated aspect of this line of work. And it works from the crown to the soles of your feet and changing on a cellular structure, improving your immune system, balancing everything out so that you can start to receive kindness. And it, it did help me to receive kindness in a different way. Like it, mm. my ability to work with kindness, as I said, changed just over those last couple of years with working with this modality. It's been a life saving. It really has. Like, I mean, I was already saving my life. I wasn't, I was here to stay, but it enhanced my life. Like it just, well, it brought me to being here. I don't know if I would have been here with, to be perfectly honest. So you having were having a show on the Inspired were, Choices Network. <laughs> you were quite nervous around stepping out and stepping up and, and speaking publicly. Mm -hmm. uh, you had done a few interviews we mm -hmm. when I did an interview in the in the TV studio uh, a few years ago, uh, but you were quite nervous. So what has changed for you, Karen? What and I know like we are always constantly evolving ourselves and so on. But what changed in the last let's just say the last six weeks for you? 
I see my value more than I've ever seen it before. And I've let go of holding on to relationships and, and a way of looking at different relationships that kept me from seeing my value. So that is kindness to you. Mm -hmm. That is kindness to me. I love that. And when you look at your journey, and the number of years with your journey, now knowing what you know about with these modalities and how they can be so supportive and impactful. If someone's in a very dark place today, and and I this is not about you telling how long it would take, but if someone's in a dark place today and they started to work with someone with your expertise, do you, would it be half as long, do you think? Would it be, could it be quite quickly, a, a couple of years that they could really see a big shift in their life? I'd be shocked if it took a couple of years, to be honest. Oh, really? Assuming, assuming the person is actually willing to look at things from a, a different perspective, because I don't do things by the norm. Right. So if somebody is, and often I get clients like, I've tried everything, so I might as well try you. <laughs> so <laughs> that can be helpful. That's, <laughs> you know? that's funny. Uh, we have a comment in the uh, chat room. Somebody's checking out your website while this show is going on. I love it. And she <laughs> says, what is a star glow facial? Oh, it's so lovely. It's 60 to 90 minutes. Um, it's usually a little quicker by distance, but I give you a facial. Um, energetically, I hold your beautiful face in my hands. <laughs> and at the very beginning, we go through some questions and some clearings with frequencies and light keys, because this is from the light keys body of work. And we move away masks you're wearing, veils you've put in place, barriers you've got going. And then we work on the cellular structure of your face. You, you glow when you're done. If you take a picture first, take a picture second, you are glowing at the end. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and then I, it wraps its way up so that I bring in frequencies so that you actually bring into your body your original frequency that you came here with. And when I do that with people, like I get, I just got them now, I get filled with chills because I actually get a glimpse of who you are and your body gets that message as to who you came in as. And then so much can happen. Okay. I mean, so, yeah, so you look really, you look That's lovely. Awesome. Wrinkles can go we away. Have I mean, than, we have less than 30 seconds. Sorry. Okay. Next, next week, today begins your journey into kindness with Karen Leslie. What people, I've got 15 minutes. What can people expect? We're going to look at what kindness means next week because I feel most people have an altered interpretation of what kindness is. So we're going to explore that. And then this from there, fantastic. we're going to thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Thank Karen you. Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.